This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I feel like there's so much stuff in this room that it's quite a natural sound studio. <laughs> like there's no sirens getting in through these Barricade. mattress walls. <laughs> Barricades. It's like mattress walls. I've got a couch behind me with about 17 cushions. <laughs> no, this is basically a padded cell. <laughs> Never has the meme, I'm claustrophobic, Darren, rang more true for me. How close are five, Darren? It's so intense here, but look, we're we're nearly there. We're nearly there. You're in a perfect bunker. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> it's thirty thirty perishing. Clara Kavner, Sophie Lyons, <laughs> Girly Goss, just for you, Showbiz, Slay. Pulse. <laughs> Honey, yes, Queen. You want the news? We got it. You want the goss? It's in your ears. Slay. And we're we, we're current, <laughs> we're girly, we're for everyone, and we're breaking stories left, right, and center. Boom. Do you agree, Sophie? How are totally. you? Totally. Bullet, bullet, bullet. I'm great. I'm a bit hot. It is. You know the way yeah, you can't leave been... the windows open when you when we record. I'm just a bit hot. And we're just such qualified sound engineers at this point. But I have a stunning uh, can of Seven Up Free. The unofficial drink of TFNP. The unofficial that no one pays us for <laughs> drink of TFNP. Oh, yeah. So Thirty Thirty Perishing is brunch table girly chats, and yeah, we're just giving you a deep dive into celeb hot goss at the moment. All for you in a digestible, audible format. Tasty format. Have... I think the main topic of this is quite, it's quite, fo- it's, we, we've had some real foresight in today's topic. We have. And I think by, just judging by my maths, by the time it comes out, the thing we're talking about doesn't happen for another week. So mm. we're kind of psychics if it's correct. We're ahead of our own time. We're basically gaining time. <laughs> Our, like, knowledge and intuition knows no bounds. It precedes the gift of time. (laughs) (laughs) It's better than the gift of time. Okay, but before we get into... Sorry, there's like this... What do you call... Blue bottle. Like a... No, like a a flock of pigeons. Like a crowd of pigeons. Oh, no, a mess of pigeons. That's what they're called. They just flew across my window. I've never... You hate birds as well, don't you? I hate down with birds. There's... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I hate them There's like a fucking mess of them outside And they're just like Literally. Chewing and wing snapping All day long That's Anyway we, st- we start all our episodes With what we're loving and hating Jadoring or testing of the week Weirdly mine isn't pigeons Because that's just a part of my life At this point 
But Sophie, what are you jadoring or jadoring testing this week? Mine is a jador and I'm so decades late to the party. And I know you, okay. I know you, you, you went to this party like I think last year. Um, I've, <laughs> I've just started The Sopranos. <laughs> Sorry, I actually can't laugh. I only went to that party a week last year. Because I got the Now TV to watch and just like that. And then I was like, I may as well use it. And I've started watching The Sopranos and I'm loving it. Oh my God, are you talking like Tony Soprano? I haven't watched, like I haven't binged it to the point where I'm doing that yet. But like, I'm loving what I'm seeing. I think I'm only on episode like four or something. You are gonna love the women in this series. Like, Do I, if, have if I you, met them already? If you could have like a Hollywood godmother, it would be Carmela Soprano. Is that the wife? Mm-hmm. But if you could have a mafia BFF, it would be Adriana. Which one's she? Wait. I don't know if you'll have met her yet. She might not oh. come into like season two or three. You'll recognize her. She's in like all the, she's like a big character there for a while. But I just think you are spiritually aligned with these women. Me personally? The, the sass, the oh, class, okay. the jewels, the fashion a is out of this <laughs> It's out of this world. No, and it's just because it's so old now. It's so retro. Um, I know. Even the interior and stuff like in his therapist's oh. office and stuff. I like, I really like all that. Yeah. And like great. the quality really even of the, the quality of the actual watching it. It's very grainy. Yeah. It's like watching Friends 10 years ago. But that's 100%. my genre. I, I wanted it. Like this has been on my bucket list now for a few years. I um, yeah, I remember you saying when yeah, I was watching Along it. with um, reading the Harry Potter books and watching... Mad Men, that's also on my bucket list. Mm. Um, I think Sopranos is more like world famous. Sorry, Breaking Bad. Yeah. No, I just feel like I I'm 10 years it. too late, so I don't know. But yeah, yeah. There. You know, there's some parties that you're like, oh, I'd love to go to like, you know, the Soprano. Like, I might be late, but look, I made an appearance. But you know, there's like Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, The Last of Us. Don't even Get. tell me what time the parties are at. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, spare me. <laughs> The invite. I'm I washing couldn't. my hair. <laughs> I'm painting my nails. I have to have a shower. I don't. I just couldn't have less of an interest. Also, in even the conversation I find to be just irritating. Boring, stale. Boring, mythical, and a str- no one can explain it either. hundred percent. I care about something real, <laughs> like mob wives, or like basically. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> yes, that's real. Like. Exactly. None of this fantasy bullshit of like a load of little goblins chasing a ring or people fighting over a throne and then to distract themselves from how evil they are, they just have sex with their sister and ride a dragon. Is that what happens? I do feel like I'm kind of missing out, but there's too much land to cover. You're like cross breeding. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm not too sure I fully understand. There's dragons, but there's dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) They're all really obsessed about this ring. They're like the Karda- fucking Kardashians, basically. Um, that's my jador and I'm loving it. Get, tell me what yours is because I'm dying to hear. My jador is the moon. Oh. <laughs> Come I to think quite... of it, in retrospect, that moon did a lot for me. The July Capricorn supermoon was Monday the 3rd of July. And I spent the whole weekend leading up to that. Uh, painting skirting boards on my own in the flat and painting radiators. I painted a bath. 
And I was listening to a lot of Kaggy Dunlop's podcast, Saturn Returns, particularly her episodes with this woman, Kirsty Gallagher, who's has this whole follow her on Instagram. We'll put it in the show notes. But like she does this thing called Lunar Living. She wrote a book about it. And it's just about how you can like live in sync with the moon. And I think since my phone debacle that you'll remember from April, maybe I had this whole phone issue. I basically just didn't have a smartphone for a month. It was just calamity after calamity. But I lost my technology crystal and then I just felt a bit like out of sync and scarred from the whole experience. I still haven't found my technology crystal. And with, I don't know, maybe the paint fumes over the weekend, I decided to reconnect. And then it just so happened to be this like big super moon. I did new intentions with some crystals. I realigned myself. I did some journaling and my crystals are charged and I'm ready to fucking go. I'm back on my app. There's a great loads to link here. But I'm back on my app. Um, It's called The Pattern. Highly recommend. I think I've probably shouted on about it before. But it basically just gives you like your personal astrology reading slash not really a horoscope because it's a bit more than that. Is but it just like feel, true? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it gives you like it does like your own astrology readings and certain cycles that you will be in. So like say you'll have your baseline of like certain characteristic traits that you have and personality traits or kind of how you operate in the world. But then it'll have like specific cycles set to your birth chart. It's amazing. And it's all free. I was going to say it must be paid. No, it's completely free. And like, so I've just entered like this new creativity knows no bound cycle that lasts six months. (laughs) Yeah, but like loads of it really, I urge anyone to download it. I'm going to do that. They now even um, have launched a, um, like a dating one that you can like match with people who like, your chart matches their charts crazy um, but yeah have you done away with your bf he would not have a bar of this i would the only way i would be able to get, make that work is if i was to rob his phone and download it and enter in all the information is it like there. birth time place so all you need to know yeah all you need to know is your birthday your birthplace and your birth time, if possible. No, I just feel super back in sync. You seem fe- it, not that you were sound, out of sync. I feel very much more grounded thanks to the moon, thanks to some crystals. And just with all the chaos that's going on with this current refurb, it's giving me some much needed groundedness. And I feel Zen. like it's helping me. So yeah, I will link a lot of this in the show notes. So if anyone is feeling like they're having a spiritual calling, just know that crystals are here for you to support, care and tend to your needs. That was lovely. <laughs> the end. Also, we do have an old crystal episode, actually, if people want to go back and listen to oh, it. Yeah, with my, that made my me crystal, really want to get to crystals. Crystal dealer, uh, Merlo Grady. Anyway, there we go. Jadoring the big, beautiful moon. I love that. I'm going to get the app. So now to the meaty part. This kind of gives me like a tingly feeling talking about it because (laughs) it's been in the press for like, I saw it last summer. So like this time last summer, literally like a little clip for it. And I think it was just like her shoes, you know, that bit where she's walking Mm -hmm. and the clip clop. I think it was that. But the summer blockbuster, it's coming out on, is it July 21st, I believe? It's the Barbie movie directed by Mm -hmm. Greta Gerwig and starring Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, a whole host of celebs. And there's so many different like topics on this blockbuster. I think it's really unique 
the way it's being mm. put in the press, like different bits that you're hearing. Also, the fact that no one knows the plot. I read an article earlier. They've been saying, very tight lipped. Yeah, all the all the previews they they've only seen like thirty minutes of it. Yeah, and uh, Margaret Robbie's stunt double said she still doesn't even know. Mm. I've read different theories, and I think I have a theory. Go on. I think the theory is they said at the start of the trailer, Wizard of Oz music is playing coming out of the Barbie theater in the trailer, and it, the theory is is that it's about. So it's going in reverse. So going from a kind of wonderland into back into Oklahoma, like reality. Ooh. And then you see like Will, Will Ferrell in the, tra- in the trailer and he's like some like exec in an office and stuff. So I think what it is, is Barbie's having like this great time life in plastic. It's fantastic. Um, Ken, everyone's dancing and stuff. And something happens where she's maybe searching for more and she wants to go out of this technicolor dream world mm. into what whatever is on the other side. And from the trailer, Ken comes with her because the car right. spins upside down and then Ken is there. And she's like, did you bring your rollerblades? And then there is a scene uh. that was like heavily photographed last summer of them rollerblading in Venice Beach. But everyone else is in normal clothes and they're in their like neon, yeah. neon vibe. So I think Ken comes with her and... I think it might oh, be to do with like being more than aesthetics and all that kind of stuff. Fighting for, you know, feminism, equal rights. Uh, Margaret Robbie, there was a quote from her saying that like Barbie is from everyone from eight to 108, which I thought was cute. Because like, I think when in a year that like we've had a remake of The Little Mermaid and now Barbie, who were two quite like toxic examples of how like a woman had to lose her voice in order to get the man. Like these weird narratives that you tell little girls. And then with Barbie, it's like, well, if she was a real person, all her organs would have to be in her handbag because this isn't like, these are ridiculous body standards to set. She wouldn't be able to hold her own head up, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I like the way they're cleverly rewriting Barbie and just making it really, really fun. And the marketing, while it is everywhere... It has been like really clever where they have like all body types, all genders, all backgrounds. You know, I love how everybody's called Barbie. Like that's just and, Hi like, Barbie. The way Hi Barbie. And like Ken is this like ditzy character who is now like you would if refer to someone like instead of saying like bimbo, you'd be like, Oh, don't be such a Ken. You totally. know, it's like they've really been able to embrace it and like rewrite that narrative from like something that was really toxic to like now it's actually really nostalgic and almost feminist. And it's quite a masterclass in marketing. And I think you're one Greta Gerwig. So she did like Lady Bird and Little Women. Love her. And then like Amy Schumer was first attached to the project. Sorry, that's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah. What you thought about it. So I don't know why Amy Schumer stepped down from it. Oh, do you? Yes. Oh, so she, on. I actually saw it by chance recently enough on, you know, that Watch What Happens Live with oh, yeah. Andy Cohen from Bravo and yes. he does the I plead the fifth and he asks three questions and you can say I plead the fifth to only one but she actually oh. answered it and she was like oh I think we said it was scheduling conflicts conflicts that we said but it was really just like creative differences but then she goes but there's a new team behind it and it looks like it's very feminist and, and cool so I'll be seeing this movie and he was like oh wow. so it, it, it didn't seem feminist and cool when you were involved and she was like yeah so it sounds like yeah. she basically wanted what it's turned out to be but the creative team she had initially that's not where it was going I think it obviously just had maybe 
Wow. They're more yeah, just aesthetics and uh, that's what it sounds like. Well, yeah, and I, I actually think the direction it's gone in now, so it's Margot Robbie's production company making it. So she has Lucky a lot cha. of... Yeah, so she has a lot of say in it. So I think maybe just the wrong teams were aligned because as you say, we've been teed up this movie for like, you say a year, it feels way longer. It's too and long, P.S. Yeah, and like when those photos came out of like Barbie and Ken with their rollerblades down Venice Beach, like the hype has kind of kicked off from then. And now it's like, it's a lot of pressure for the film to be good. Given how successful this campaign has been, you'd hate for it to be, I really want it to be good. And it's kind of, I never go to the cinema, like ever. And it actually really made, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. Oh my God, I'm so excited. (laughs) There was a global shortage of the paint. Sorry, yes. A global shortage. And like they've done such other cool stuff like the Architectural Digest tour yeah, of her it's in Malibu. Malibu house. You can, you can win, win a night. A night. Oh. Same brain. They did brand types with like suitcases, Xboxes, toothbrushes, makeup. You can even buy the rollerblades. Oh, but what's great about that is like that's leaning into the old 90s movie merch. Totally. So it's like old and new. But sorry, yeah. apparently this is a kickoff for Mattel and that they're trying to reinvent a further 45 of its toy products into screen ideas. So this yeah, is one 45 of 45, films. but one of them is Polly Pocket. <gasps> oh my God, who would play Polly Pocket? <laughs> you need like such a tiny who little actress. Who would play no, no, I'd love if they gave it to a normal heighted human. Who would I love <laughs> to play? Florence Pugh would be a bit of a bop, would she? She'd be good. And she loves Chunky Trotters. She does. I immediately thought of um, Hayden Panettiere. Panettiere. She's pretty punsy. Or maybe like one of the Dairy Girls. Oh my God. Yeah. That would be a hoot. Mm. But isn't that mad? One of 45. Like, that's terrifying. That's but they, I read, like, all about Greta Gerwig. She seems, like, insanely into detail. I mean, I suppose you have to be if you're doing what mm. she's doing. But she said she had kind of, like, over-researched and overdone any possible decision that could be coming down the line that when Mattel met her, they were like, oh, right, we, we don't need to worry about this because you're clearly like wow yeah and That's they brought so her cool. all into like the archive from everything from like 1959 until now oh cool yeah because like there's such like easter like taylor swift levels of like easter eggs and they're like the malibu dream house doesn't have any stairs because like the houses never had any stairs you just like float down and like barbie when she takes off her heels she'll still be walking on her tippy toes oh my god i love and then, that and then the pool, like there's no elements in the movie or like, so there's no, there's no water. So she'll like walk across on the water on her pool because like your Barbie wouldn't have fallen into water. Yeah. It was like a pretend pool. I think I saw it's in that Architectural Digest video. They're saying, um, we want you to know it's fake. Yeah. Like if it's a it's cloud, really we clever. want you to be able to touch it. Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, I think it's like what they've done. Like that house looks amazing. Imagine so staying in the Barbie house. Oh my God. Sorry, if Northwest had a better party planner, she would have had it in there. What was Mindy Weiss <laughs> doing sending them to Beverly Hills Hotel? Boring. But yeah, it's defo the summer of the blockbuster for sure. I love it because I think they've embraced 
the modern day and like enhanced Barbie. They have uh, done great with the inclusivity. Like it seems like everybody is a Barbie. That's what I was just about to say. It's really clever without being too cheesy and it like leans into the cheese when it needs to. I think as well like Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling are really cool. Mm, And like, oh my God, her fashion. Have you seen all the press tour looks? And they compare it to all these like old 90s like runway looks and... Do you know who it reminded me of? Like, you know, Cher in Clueless. Oh, totally with this. With it's the her wardrobe. wardrobe 101. It's totally. just, it's really clever. I think it's really fun the way she's doing that because someone could be really boring and not do that. Yeah, it's just like, it seems like a lovely, perfect little pink storm. Speaking of, do you know who's so boring, who's in it, who definitely wouldn't embrace the pink and she's not embracing the pink on the press tour. You know, you run America Ferreira. Oh, why is she such a snore? I think the the question is, is why is she famous? She's yeah. so boring. So And yet I noticed not wearing pink. No, like she's wearing like greys. And then I heard they had like a sleepover in preparation for it. And I just feel like America Ferrera is so boring. It's the funnest movie alive. Anyone would have a hoot. Not her. She's so boring. <laughs> oh, and you see Ryan Gosling obviously would never do a runway with Eve Mendes. So he took his sister and he was like fixing her hair and like being like such a great little Ken. Fixing her hair, that is so Ken. <laughs> so Ken. Oh, so sweet and good natured. <gasps> would they ever just do a bloody red carpet together though? I know, it's like, a little bit like... We know you're together. It's we, not a yeah, secret. We don't, like, just come out. Just come out come of your out. hole. And she's very, very um, loud on Instagram. It's so weird. It feels like you're really excluded, but it's like, nobody cares anymore. Just do your fucking red carpet. But also, like, the jig is up. We we know it has been for years. Like, could you just... It just feels a bit holier than thou, and it's a bit like, oh, get over yourself. Although, I remember once, was it... Did he win an Oscar? No, maybe it was a Golden Globe. And he, at the end, he was like to my two little girls you know go to go to sleep and daddy loves you or something Aww. but then he was like and to my lady and i was like oh, and, oh, oh my God. Oh. publicly acknowledging but he called her my lady i thought that was so delicious he's so hot he's so hot i don't really find him good looking you can have him okay I know. fine i know that's really i think bizarre. it's just like i feel like his pointy little lips uh, no i'm not uh, now i loved him in the notebook but that's where i draw the line Sorry. God. But look, you, more for you. More for you. I don't think anyone listening will relate to what you just said. <laughs> <laughs> I know, sorry. Let's move on to okay. something I don't want to talk about, but it's the other blockbuster <laughs> apparently coming out this summer. <sighs> I didn't actually know you knew. It's Mission Impossible 8 with my arch nemesis. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mission Impossible 7 Part 1 Part 1 so part- You're definitely yeah, right though Because I can't stand him I was probably just lazy reading it He, It's coming out on July 12th I think <laughs> I won't be seeing it Anyone who listened to our last week episode Heard my I think I just sort of touched upon my hatred for Tom Cruise um, And mm. then sort of followed up on Instagram But <laughs> I what, Why won't he sit down? He's 62 but just sit down. Like, do you not have enough? Uh, I don't really know where to begin. I do. And sit down. <laughs> but with, so Mission Impossible, right? So he's off the back of Top Gun, Oscar nominated. He's coming back with this Mission Impossible film. 
that's just gotten five stars in The Guardian. He's paying them. And this is the film that you remember during COVID, he was caught on camera giving out to the staff and like screaming, shouting, being like, we're the pillars of Hollywood. We have to take these rules seriously. Kind of being a bit of a Karen, but had a bit of a point. No. Do you remember he was like roaring at his staff and it got leaked? He's like, he said, we're the pillars of Hollywood. (laughs) Something to that effect. You think he was right? It, this was in like the depths of COVID. He was, but he was giving out to them like too much. He had a point in in his rage somewhere. Do you not remember this happened in twenty twenty one? I just have an aversion to. It. I hate him. So that total freak out. Sorry, I don't hate him. Was, awful, but I don't like him. So this is the film from there from that scandal came. So this film also has the one you know when he's like yeah it's full of stunts. So it's like yeah. the uh, Guardian were saying that it had this like silly serious tone. Like, you know, we have to save the world. He's basically just American James Bond. But he does that, the stunt where he's driving off the a cliff ramp. on the motorbike, the ramp, which which has been advertised so much in like cinema trailers. When I went to go see Titanic, that was on it. I was like, what has Tom Cruise got to do with? It wasn't even really an ad. It was he's like, paying him doing them. a stunt. He's paying them, he's paying them, he's paying Apparently he did it six times to get it right in I'm one sure day. sure he did. Can you imagine the amount of money they spent on him doing his own stunt? Like, it, who for fuck's sure sake, do it on a computer and save yourself so much money. But he wants, he wants the, like, respect. Because everybody who talks about... He Tom doesn't have my respect. Stunts. He, <laughs> you know that one, he drove his own plane. He flew his own plane in, was it Top yeah. Gun? Or maybe it's this one, I don't know. And he was like, oh, I flew my own. No one cares. I think though Middle America cares for sure, and like so this the new money film has spent like, on the insurance for him is sickening. I know. So this film will have like that big stunt where he like jumps off the cliff onto the Orient Express. Then there's another one where he's like in a horse race through the Arabian Desert. He's doing a Roman car chase in a Fiat, maybe not a Fiat Punto, but something maybe a Cinquento. <laughs> Through all the streets. But um, yeah, so The Guardian are calling it like this outrageously enjoyable spectacle, pure fun, silly, serious. That's a brand but bag under the table if I ever smelt one. People are treating Tom Cruise like he is the saviour of the cinema. A hundred percent. Like it's like he has single handedly fixed Hollywood, brought back the blockbuster by like creating this space where like it's fun to go to the cinema and like here's loads of real action stunts and here's like a great cause against a ridiculous enemy and it's like America's great again. It just shows you, I think it contrasts so well with the Barbie stuff because that's just like, it's both two entities that have just peered their way out of a bad reputation. Like Barbie the the bad reputation on that on Barbie? Barbie the doll, a toxic standard to set for little girls. This is what you need to look at like when you grow up. Now Mattel have made this amazing film with clever PR. They've totally revolutionized, evolved the brand and they've made Barbie for everyone in a sense. Now you have Tom Cruise who's like one of the most toxic men in Hollywood, filled with scandals. This is my but point. But yet everybody, everybody forgets about it because he can make a good blockbuster. But is it a good blockbuster? Also, everyone else is like cancel culture. Like if someone steps one foot wrong today, they know about it. And there's some sort of injunction or something going on because he, like the stuff he did to like Nicole Kidman, like 10, 20 years ago, is just... Back at the start. Just the tip of the iceberg. 
and like all this weird injuries he's done Scientology like people following Katie Holmes around he hasn't seen his daughter in like I want to say 10 years like they've no relationship yeah. and people just put all that aside and then he's known in the industry for being such a nice guy it's like everybody's just like under the TC spell I'm not here but for it but it's not a spell like he's so creepy he's running he like a cult well, church like he looks as well like if you said one thing semi cheeky to him he would just explode like and anytime people have publicly said bad things about him, they always take it back. The only person who's really speaking the truth is Leah Remini. Scientology. Yeah, the, the Scientologists go after the people who speak they out. They do. But like very controlling to his ex-partners, Nicole Remember Kidman. Remember talking about like antidepressants and stuff, like how he, people shouldn't take yeah, them. Cause the, so, yeah, Scientology is really against psychiatry, basically. And Brooke Shield, in a famous oh, yeah. story... Brooke Shields came out and said that she had postnatal depression and she talked to a doctor, took some drugs, felt better. And he like publicly came out and shamed her for it and was like, that's completely wrong. I don't believe it. It's like, who let him on stage talk like that and create shame around people who might need in a situation where they might need to take those or like then feel shame around any kind of mental health struggle. Like it is beyond bizarro. And like he's thriving. He's Hollywood's hunkable, bankable star for the last 40 years. And justice for Surrey. Have you heard Leah Remini <laughs> talk about like his wedding and stuff? It's horrifying. Again, weekly plug of the week to Celebrity Memoir Book Club. Leah Remini episodes. I'm pretty sure it's in two parts. Goes through it all. Unreal. But at the wedding, yeah. So they get married in Italy. Sorry, yeah. So he... Suri's crying. Not allowed to be soothed. There's like loads of nannies not knowing what to do. You know when Katie Holmes was kind of planning the divorce because there yeah. was Scientology. I'm actually kind of scared talking about them. What do they want with us? Well, this is public Imagine. knowledge. It's not me saying it. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> when she was considering divorcing him, what she... Because Scientology people were all in her crew, like of people who were around her all the day. She had to little by little sort of break ties with them like it was a process. Oh, what a conundrum to find yourself in being like, why am I married to this fucking freak who's screaming, shouting and has a rage problem? My poor little girl, like, how do I get out of this? And the way her dad got her out of that relationship, top class dad of the year. So basically she was like, I need to divorce him, but like, I can't let it be known. So she had basically taken Sori out of the house, gone and then Katie Holmes's dad is like a lawyer of some degree and like served Tom with the papers after she had got escaped somehow. And like there was this huge big deal basically that he agreed to. That was like, you can't date anyone for five, publicly date anyone for five years after our marriage. Sorry, agreements, all this stuff. He had this like watertight contract that Tom signed. Justice for Sorry. So it's weird because like, he hasn't seen Surrey in years, apparently. But then the adopted kids he had with Nicole Kidman, Nicole Kidman hasn't seen in years because they're like mad Scientologists. Oh, yeah. And do you remember that picture of Nicole, though, when they got divorced? And no. she's walking out of the divorce offices, her lawyer's offices. And she's walking out and she's wearing like, it's so 2006, the outfit. It's so, it's like lacy and like a <laughs> midi, silky kind of skirt. Like it's unreal. And she's walking out and it's honestly, you know, those pictures when people pass like a marathon line and they're like, I'm at the finish line. She's literally like, and it doesn't look like, I don't think she knows there's cameras there. And she's literally just like, yes, I'm oh, free. Oh, I need to lock this up. 
Yeah, we'll put it on our Instagrams. But it's almost like he's like, okay, I'll do my own stunts. I'll create a film that makes America great again. And like, you know, we're do a big blockbuster. And then like all is forgiven. He's such a weasel. It's weird. I just don't get it. I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. There's so many unusual things. Like, so um, he used to have that um, a publicist called um, Pat Kingsley. And she used to have these like watertight DNAs. Nothing would get out. He'd keep him out of the headlines. Him and his freakish Scientology crap. And then they fell out because he wanted to hire his sister, who's also a Scientologist, Leanne DeVette. Like, surely he'd his go back to mm. And then a year, maybe not even a year after that, the couch jumping scene happens at Oprah. And there's that, like, craziness in his eyes. So he was kind of like, he wasn't as manhandled and coddled by his sister as he is, as he was by Pat Gingsley. So then, because, like, when he got with... Katie then, Holmes. When he was with Katie Holmes and they married or whatever. But you know there's this, like, okay, do you want to hear, like, the rumoured list of the people who auditioned to be Katie Holmes, basically his girlfriend? What do you mean? So there was apparently auditions. So he was with Nicole Kidman and they fell out over the Scientology. Then he gets with Penelope Cruz, who they tried to convert into Scientology. That doesn't work out. She's like, literally, I can just imagine her being like, no. But they went out for a long time. So then him and his team, allegedly, whatever. But they were like, OK, we need someone from within the church. So then we don't have to deal with these women. Like, you know, we want Tom to be with like a long term partner and have a wife. So then they tried to get someone in the church and then that person, it didn't work out. And then like, so then they were like, okay, why don't we go with like a younger Hollywood person that people know and then that we can kind of, rather than get them, the women when they're older, get someone who's a bit more like vulnerable, not as advanced in their career and a bit more malleable. So now obviously this list is all alleged, alleged, unconfirmed. People have denied it. Where did my list go? Excuse me, bear with Dramatic pause. Oh, yeah. The way your hair oh. is makes you look like you really know what you're talking about as well. Do I look like I have a mullet? No. It's, it's like, you look like uh, like a queen, like an Elizabethan queen. I know. Do you know who I look like? And maybe it's because I've been watching a lot of Harry Potter recently, but I look like Hagrid. <laughs> no, you don't. That's not. <laughs> That's, okay. So... The auditionees, Sofia Vergara, reportedly was one of the women Cruz courted after he split up with Cruz, but she didn't know what she was getting into at first. And when she found out, she ran for the hills. So she was on the short list. She's way too spicy for him. Cruz enlisted his close friend, Will Smith, to invite Vergara to a pre-Oscar party. She didn't know she was being set up to meet Cruz or being vetted by the Church of Scientology. But when she did meet Tom Cruise, she was smitten. Uh, Cruz courted her with charm, chocolates and flowers. When he eventually invited her to the uh, Scientology Celebrity Centre, she was like, ran for the hills. It was like, what the hell is this? Next one, Jennifer Garner. No, she's way too with it. Yeah. So Andrew Morton, the guy who wrote the Diana biography, he wrote the Tom Cruise un- unauthorised biography in 2004. And I said that Cruz pursued Jennifer Garner, reportedly leaving her vague voice mails, asking her, do you know what true freedom is? Morton even claims that Cruz went as far as to send Garner an actual live Bengal tiger after he learned that this was her favourite animal. Why isn't this like leaked? Hello, we're leaking it now. But, he's, but no one talks about it. 
Oh, yeah. Like, they broke up years ago. It's just good PR, maybe. I don't know. Bizarre. And she was, in, she was interested in Ben Affleck at the time. So maybe just like the Church of... I'd just like to point out the fact that you think Ben and Jen are like a PR stunt and they're still together. Oh, mark my words. That's a PR relationship. P.S. Speaking of marking one's words, Kyle Richards and Mauricio, the psychic. What? So a psychic predicted to Kyle in like season one or two. No. She predicted it, yeah. And it's all coming back and they're all bringing back up the, yeah. Very upsetting that. What? But they're not getting a divorce. They're just going through turbulent time. Mm, they're definitely separated. Oh. Another person was Jessica Alba, who said she didn't take the bait at all. She says, I don't date actors and I don't date people to get ahead in my career. She's sassy. I like her. And then Lindsay Lohan, Kate Bosworth. The list goes on. That's really but random. Kingdoms. Scarlett Johansson. She's too sassy. Love her. Yeah. America um, Ferrera would have been a good option. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I just think it's so funny. You make like a couple of good blockbusters and then all's forgiven, all's forgotten. He's there carrying on like he's fucking, as you say, Nadal at a Wimbledon final. Just can't stop, won't stop. Are they not all the same plot? Yeah, like, sorry, Top Gun. You don't even know who the enemy is. It's they just, just like, they remake, never name. They? But they never go, it's the X country it's the X group it's just like we need to fight this enemy oh. like it's it's never really said you don't really know where they classic. are classic it's like come on give give me a bit of credit here I can deal with like a bit of geography you can't though, according to them no they just think we're like big dum-dums I, yeah I, similar to you I'm not going to go to see uh, Mission Impossible 14 anytime soon no. Sit down, Tom Cruise. Sit down. Just sit down. If I see something of him standing up at Wimbledon, waving. <laughs> I saw that. Was that two years ago? He's going to be at it now because but the premiere is No, he goes every year. Here. He goes every year. But yeah. I saw that live, that stand up wavy thing. I was across the other side of the centre court and someone stood up and start and started doing the wave for ages. And we were like, who is that? And my mum was watching and she was like, oh, Tom Cruise just stood up. She doesn't like him either. Um, why oh. is he standing up at a tennis match? He's in the box of Ed Sheeran, Benedict Cumberbatch, who just are so obsessed with how famous they are. Any other celebrity would be modest enough and like they might give a wave. He did a fucking standing he did ovation a bow. Thing. The Queen's wave. I know you're giving the people what they want, but you're also like plumosing the crowd. It's just like, you know, if you had any kind of like modesty, you just oh, like, hey, yeah. cool, thanks. No, or just so be like true. in the background. You're just making it all about you and your big giant ego with your tiny body stature. And his feet are tiny. You know, for Ooh. the thing where they put their feet in the cement. Oh. He wore shoes that were like two to three sizes bigger for that. Fake shoes. Of course, because everyone Cause he has just tiny your... trotters. Ooh, and he's always in a little kitten heel as well. A Cuban heel. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's so the male equivalent of a kitten heel. It is. Simon Cal wears them. He's always in a Cuban heel. Anytime I think of that, you just think of them being like, Bailamos. Yes, and for Tom Cruise is in crack, so he's just in Cuban heels. No, he's just too busy, like, giving out to people and raging. And Katie Holmes was so tall. 
I know she must have been like slouching for a year, like posing for photos. She's very likable as well. I know, but it's kind of funny though because like her career has kind of gone nowhere since they broke up. You wonder has he like fucking battle axed her out of Hollywood? You know, and it doesn't. He's like you know he's the king of the blockbusters now. So like, what's to say he's not cock blocking her all over Hollywood? I'd the say only movie so, she's been in recently has been that se- film about the secret, and it was like the soppiest thing ever. Does she have a brand? Yeah, I nearly think also like I'm sure he's blacklisted her, but like also she's a mum. Yeah, and maybe um, like that whole Hollywood six years fucking would have scarred. Yeah, you and like might she not doesn't need any more money. I just love. Yeah, I say the alimony pay oh. thing is pretty alimony juicy. Alimony pony. <laughs> Ride that pony. Ride that alimony pony. <laughs> Sorry, I just love also how she went out with Jamie Foxx for years. What a gorgeous little combo. I know, and he never spoke about it. They weren't allowed, really. And then I think they broke up by the time that, oh, was that five why? year talking ban. Yeah, yeah. <gasps> she was not allowed to. Are you shut or up. He would have come for her. Yeah. That's very interesting. Alimony Pony. Please, Clara, hit us up with your racco this week. Oh, yes. So, I have a podcast recommendation this week. It came recommended by many people. It finished recording in... The last episode was released in 2021, and it's currently, like, the number one podcast all of a sudden. So I feel like we're hitting a bit of a viral moment. And it's True Crime Meets Ridiculous. Okay? Is that the name? It's No, no, no. That's just, oh. like, the general theme. It's a couple who get married and something happens at their wedding and it's a puzzle that is solved or I don't know if it's solved I haven't finished it by their good friend who acts as the detective and it's a true story it's in the kind of like my dad wrote a porno vein with a bit of like true crime and it's a true story so they interview guests they interview they have like the lie detector tests they talk to psychologists. They kind of tried to get behind the mind of this criminal. And the name of the podcast is Who Shot on the Floor of My Wedding? <laughs> so these two women had their beautiful, glorious wedding on a boat in Sydney Harbour. And a random poo is found in the middle of the floor at their wedding at like 9.30 in the evening. So it wasn't even too late where someone... And it's nowhere near a toilet. And it's a mystery crime suspenseful it's produced amazing the sound design is brilliant and it's so funny because it's like they teeter the line of serious and ridiculous so well and it's just crime fighting at its best i'm definitely gonna look at that i'm so upset (laughs) i'm gonna have to write that word s-h-a-t though in the (laughs) i know i know i know show notes little star but i'm definitely um yeah who shot on the floor at my wedding i love that it's just a lovely comedy crime podcast thank you so much for listening to us this week you can follow us on instagram at sof underscore lines at classic cabana we will link everything in the show notes we would love if you could rate review subscribe tell your friends it would really help us in life super moon look up at the moon guys get in sync i'm looking at two screens here so i'm very confused i'm currently seeing four of us so i'm like darting all over the place and i'm high in paint fumes so and i'm living in a padded cell filled with clutter, clutter and chaos but civilization's on the way but you seem calm it's because i'm surrounded in a circle of crystals anyway on a crazy note be blessed because you are blessed oh it's like <laughs> Bye.